praise the Lord, church. Is there anybody happy to be in the house of the Lord this morning? It's Pentecost Sunday. Hallelujah. Can we give the Lord a hand clap of praise in this place? Anybody thankful just to wake up and see another day? Anybody grateful that we have breath in your lungs? Hallelujah for health, for strength, for bringing you through to another day. It could have been another way, but you're here this morning. Whether you're in the house or you join us online, we welcome you to Christ in the church. It's Pentecost Sunday. We're just going to worship and praise the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We're going to need a couple praisers today, a couple praisers, a couple worshipers this morning. So whether you see, whether you want to come down to the altar, whether you're joining us online, we want you to bless the name of Jesus. Put your hands together and lift up your hands and just praise the Lord with us. Amen. Hallelujah, Jesus. Everybody put your hands Oh, 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 oh,
Come on, clap your hands. Will he make a way when there's no way? Has he opened doors for you? Come on, clap your hands. Come on. There's no God like him. There's no God like scripture I want to share with you. First Chronicles chapter 16 verse 23 to 26 says Sing unto the Lord all the earth. Show forth from day to day his salvation. Declare his glory among the Eden. His marvelous works among all nations. For great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. He also is to be feared above all gods. For all the gods of the people or idols. All the gods of this world, they're idols. There's no God like our God. There's no God like Jehovah. He's great and He's greatly to be praised. Hallelujah. Oh, what a mighty God we serve. God's plan has always been for His people who call upon His name to bless them, to pour out His blessings upon them. And if we just continue to worship Him, He'll send down His blessings. He'll send down His blessings upon his people. So he's worthy of our praises. Amen? Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, at this time, if there's anyone with a prayer request, you can indicate by raising your hand. For those online, you can send in your request to the audiovisual uh, department, and they'll put it on our prayer list. Okay? Now, remember Sister Jasmine in our prayer today. She lost her brother. Remember Sister Cook 
she lost her father. Pray for them that God will comfort them in this time. Pray for me also that God will, God will continue to strengthen me that I may continue to walk worthy of his calling. Amen. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Almighty God, we love you. Lord, we honor and adore you. Lord Jesus, in you alone we put our trust. You are our strength and you are our shield, Lord Jesus. Here we are today, Almighty God, in your presence. We come, Almighty God, to lift up your holy name and to give you praise. Here we are today, Almighty God, to offer unto you the sacrifices of thanksgiving and praise. For you alone are worthy of our praises. Oh, Lord Jesus, you are our strength and you are our shield. You are the rock of our salvation. You are our righteousness. You are our peace, Lord Jesus. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord Jesus. Oh, Lord, we thank you, Almighty God, that your mercies are new every morning. Thank you, Almighty God, for giving us a good night's rest and for awaking us this morning with a spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. Lord, we thank you for watching over us. Thank you, Lord, for your grace and your mercies towards us. Thank you, Almighty God, that it's by your grace through faith that we are saved. Almighty God, we thank you that your grace that brings salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. Precious Savior and faith, we come to you another time, Almighty God. We look to you today, Almighty God, for your guidance and your directions. Lord, in faith we call upon you, ask you, Almighty God, that you search our hearts, search our minds today, Lord. See if there be any wicked way in us, Almighty Father. We ask, Lord God, that you renew a right spirit in us. Pour out a fresh anointing upon us today, Lord God. Help us, Lord God, to be holy as you are holy. Oh, precious Savior, mighty Redeemer, we ask in faith, Almighty God, that you help us to stir up the gift of God that is in us, that we may continue to walk worthy of your calling. Lord, help us to continue to grow in grace and in knowledge of you. Help us, Lord God, to be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work that you set before us. Oh, precious Savior, in faith we pray today that you reach out and touch all the requests that have been made in this house. Lord, touch those who are in need of healing right now. Let your healing virtues flow through our bodies, Lord God. Lord, you promise to send your word, and your word will not return to you void, Almighty God. You promise to send your word to heal, Lord God. We ask in faith, Lord God, that you touch our hearts and our minds today. Give us a fresh anointing in this house today, Lord God. Open our understanding, Lord, and help us to receive your engrafted words with meekness, son. Lord God, in faith we pray that you anoint the man of God today. Help him, Almighty God, to remember all the things that you have in store for your people. Almighty God, pour out your anointing in this house. Help us to see miracles, signs, and wonders, Lord God. Help us, Lord God, to be a blessing to others. Help us to impact the lives of others, Almighty God, that they too may seek you, Almighty Father, and be saved. Lord, have your way, and let your perfect will be done in this house today. As we give you all the glory, the honor, the praise, let the church say amen. Hallelujah. Anybody that feel like praising in this place this morning? Can we praise them? Is it all right? We can praise them by ourselves. We don't practice. We're ready. But we just want to know if there's a couple praises out here. Can we put our hands together? Come on. Said it's Pentecost Sunday. We're going to take it back. Come on. Everybody, 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 clap your hands. Come on.
might be tired through the rain. You might be stressed and the pain. Stay through the storm. I can depend on them through sickness and the pain. Doesn't matter what you're going through. Doesn't matter through sickness and the pain.
when I call your name. Something happens when I call your name. Something happens when I call your name. Something happens when I call your name. You say something happens when I call your name. Something happens. Say something happens. Say something happens. Say mountains move when I call your name. Somebody's hand, 
Hug them, sister to sister, brother to brother. Just greet them this morning in the mighty name of Jesus. Let them know much it's good to see in the house of God this morning. Amen. Come on, move around. Amen. One or two more persons, just move around and shake their hand. Greet them, let them know much you love them. And good to see them in the house of God this morning. Good to see everyone this morning in the house of God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, bless the name of the Lord. He's truly worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. We give you glory and we give you honor in this place this morning, oh God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen, amen. As you're making your way back to your seat. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. We thank you, Jesus, for this time of fellowship, oh God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. As we take our time and make our way back to our seed. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, amen. Praise the name of the Lord, hallelujah. Amen, praise God. And can we praise the Lord, everybody? Come on, give the Lord another round of applause this morning. It's worthy to be praised. Amen, amen, amen. You may be seated just for a couple more minutes. Amen, we want to take this time out this morning. If we have any guests with us this morning for the first, second, or third time, is there any guests? We have one over here. Any more guests for the first, second, or third time? We would like to stand so we can recognize in the house of God this morning. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Let's give all guests a round of applause this morning. Amen. So glad to have you in the house of God this morning. Amen. Amen. The Lord bless you. If there's anything we can do with your walk with Christ, just let us know. Amen. We're here to make sure we can help you with your walk with Christ. Amen. And everybody said amen. 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 By the way, for a couple quick announcements. Amen. Young adult from age 18 to 36. June 3rd from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. Social hour event. Food, grilling, networking, connection at the church. So if you want more, 3 to 5 also. Uh, three, uh, from 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. From 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. If you need more information, Brother Asko, we are. Just wave your hands. Sister Asko, you can just stand up, let this feel. He's in the back. If you need more information, make sure you contact Brother and Sister Asko. They will give you more uh, information on that. And just another reminder on June 24th, we have in our church dedication. If you have not yet registered, we'll encourage you to go online. Amen. There's the link where you can register for our registration. We're just trying to keep a headcount of how many people to cater for. So please go online and register. You can register on even bright. Um, if you have any question, you can talk to Sister Patrice or Brother Ethan in the back for more information and more details. Amen. Everybody said amen. Come on, everybody say praise the Lord. Amen, amen. We're so glad that God has brought us this far. Amen. As we're getting ready to receive our offering this morning. Amen. We're going to ask the ushers if they have their uh, spiritual journey envelope. 
if you can hold up your spiritual journey and envelope, walk down the halls. I don't know if anyone needs any spiritual journey envelope. Amen. We ask you to take one of those spiritual journeys. We are on this journey for almost two years, a few months, uh, shy of two years. Amen. There are a lot of us that have made commitment. Amen. There are a lot of us that have fulfilled our reach offering. So if you have, uh, if you have not yet fulfilled your reach, amen, we, we just installed a new HVAC system in the back there that can cool, off, cool us off in the summer. It's cost us over $12,000. And, um, you know, we didn't come to the church and ask you for a penny because we know everybody is stretched. Um, but if you're able to be a blessing to the congregation, if you're able to commit something to our reach program, amen, we're doing a lot of modification around the area. In fact, on June 3rd and June 17th, we'll be having a work day in the facility here. So if you're available, you can make yourself some time. The outreach team will also be going out. So if you can make yourself some time to be here to help us to get things ready for our dedication, amen, we want you to come, amen. And for those of you that need an envelope for tithes, you can raise your hand. The ushers will also give you a tithe envelope. So give a good envelope uh, offering this morning. Amen. Make sure you be a blessing. Whatever you commit to give this morning, give something more this morning. Amen. Let the Lord bless you. The Lord will bless you more than you can imagine or think. Everybody said amen. Amen. Don't forget if you're paying electronically, it's in the back. Amen. We have Sister Oscar and Sister uh, uh, Peyton back there. You can see them electronically they will help you with your electronic payment and at this time we're going to invite you to stand with us at this time amen if you can stand with us one more time as we pray and ask the lord blessing upon our offering this morning as we receive it this morning so we're going to invite everyone if you can stand if you're happy to stand we ask you to stand with us this morning as we continue to worship the lord amen father god we love you we thank you lord god for your presence that we already felt in this place oh god we know you're here with us, oh God. And Father God, we ask you, oh God, to bless the remaining portion of the service this morning. We ask you, Lord God, as you're about to receive this morning offering, we ask you to bless every giver, Lord God. Those who have to give and those who have not likewise, make a way that they too can receive your blessing. Father God, we ask you to bless us and keep us. Continue to open up doors for us like never before. Father God, we ask you to bless those that are watching us via online, oh God, that you'll bless them likewise, oh God. Bless every home. Bless every family. Those that are sick in their body, eat them completely. We ask all these things in the mighty name of Jesus. And everybody said amen. Everybody said amen. Amen. Follow the instruction of the ushers. The ushers will give you direction. Amen. Worship the Lord in your giving this morning. Amen.
hands together in this place this morning. Hallelujah. We're here to worship the name of Jesus. We can invite you guys to stand one last time before the man of God comes up. We're going to invite the Lord to dwell among us. He's already here in this place. Let's worship him one more time.
presence of the Lord is in this place. God has been good to us. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. He's been good to us, church. No matter what you're going through this morning, no matter what your situation looks like, I'm still here to tell you, God is still good. You're going to make it. With God, all things are possible. You're going to make it. Doesn't matter what it looks like, you're going to make it. Because God is just that good. He can do the impossible. And maybe you can't understand or see what God can do. But all you got to do is trust Him and say, God, I don't know which way to turn. I don't know how to get this done. I don't know how the situation will work. But I'm going to trust you. You have done amazing things, miraculous things. And now, Lord, I'm going to trust you with my situation. Trust him. He will never let you down. He's the all-consuming God. He's so good. Today is what is known as Pentecost Sunday. And can I say this to us? This is a stretch. But I have to bring to your attention that in this vineyard, in this area of our nation, we struggle with the cultural and biblical things of God. We almost treat living for God as something we do. But I'm here to tell you this morning, living for God is not something we do. It's who we are. It's a lifestyle. It's your very nature. The Bible says, we are the church. And can I tell you, church is not where you go to worship. This building is not the church. If you have been born again of the water and of the Spirit, you are the church. This is not something we do. This is who we are. And we can't just be who we are with some of it. It's who we are in all of it. You know, it's very interesting how we can be part of a physical family. And I don't know about you, I don't believe any of our families are perfect. We've got all kinds of people in our family. And if you will be honest with yourself, for some of us, we have some relatives that we want to say, I wish they weren't my relative. 
When they come around, you want to hide because, oh, Lord. They're a constant embarrassment to the family. We all have those. But you want to hear something? You cannot make them not your family. There is nothing you can do to make them not be your family. You can say, you know how some people like to say, you dead to me from now on. Doesn't matter, they still your family. And when we become children of God, we're born again into the family of God. This is who we are. And like in the natural, in the spiritual, we still have some family members that we're praying that they will represent the family right. We welcome all of you today to Christ Center Church, where Christ is our central focus. We greet you in the wonderful name of Jesus as we celebrate Pentecost today from right here in Hamilton Square, New Jersey, and around the world and across this nation, we bring you Christian greetings. Just a couple of quick announcements before we get into the Word of God. I want to reiterate our young adult social. Social. They changed the time. They were going to have it from 1 to 3. They're going to change the time from 3 to 5. And it will be this Saturday, June 3rd. It's a social event. Food, grilling, networking, connecting. They just sprung it on me this morning that they need me to grill for them. Man. My kids work me. And then the young people work me. I would not have it any other way. I'm here to serve God, church. All I want to do is serve the Lord. And so whatever I need to do, whatever I must do, whatever it is, Lord, here I am. Because it's not something I do, it's who I am. And so if I burn up a couple of hot dogs, some people like their hot dogs burn. Forgive me, but I'll be here right along with them. We'll have our grill here. We'll break in the building. It's our property. We can cook out. We can do whatever we want. So join us, ages 18 through 36. We'll forgive you if you're 37. I know some 40-year-olds are going to try to sneak in. We'll let you pay. Also, this Saturday morning, we have a work day, same June the 3rd. we got a lot going. It's our, what we call our prayer breakfast. Every first Saturday of the month, we meet here at 8 a.m. and we pray for an hour. And then for another half hour, we get together, drink coffee, eat something light, fellowship. Um, this Saturday after prayer, um, we're going to do altar care ministry workshop. And so that will be for about 45 minutes. And so if you would like to be a part of our altar care ministry, or if you are currently a part of our altar care ministry, 
we would like for you to join us this Saturday morning at 9 a.m. Come for the prayer at 8 a.m. and the breakfast and join us at 9 a.m. And we'll be cleaning up the grounds as well and doing some beautifying of the place. And then at 3 o'clock, we will have our young adult social. Please join us. We're doing everything that we can to strengthen the body of Christ, to help to expand the kingdom of God. And hear me, you have heard me say this before some of you. We're trying to establish an apostolic culture in this side of the vineyard. And what that means, you will hear a lot about it in the preaching today. But we need to establish a culture where this is who we are and this is our lifestyle as opposed to this is what we do. There's a lot of people depending on us. Before you let me start preaching, watch out now. Everywhere I go, even right here, our greatest challenge that we're going to have is self, not the devil. And self always try to get what self want. We do everything we can just so we can benefit our desires and appetites. And everything that you're probably challenged with, if you could ever step back and says, I'm done worrying about me. I have scripture for that, for you to stop worrying about you. If you look at Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, the Bible says, give no thought on what you will eat, what you will wear, all of it, all of the stuff that we are working so hard for. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of your desires, all of your needs, God says, I'll take care of them. And if you want to look at it from the natural, here is the natural. Anybody with decent parents are always watching their children to see what their child needs, even before the child can say, I need it. When I left Jamaica and came to America, I came up and my mother took me shopping to Kmart. And she was looking for some jeans that would fit me. And good mothers are thinking like this. I don't want you to outgrow those jeans anytime soon. So I have to buy you them big enough so you will have them long enough. And so she got me some husky jeans. I still talk about that. Nowadays, you think about that, you just chubby kid. I wasn't chubby, but I had always had hips. My mom got hips, so she gave me some hips. My wife got hips, and now my kids got hips. And so she got me some husky jeans. But her thought was, I want you to have them for a while. So she was thinking way ahead of me, I wanted the jeans that fit just right. But if I've got those jeans that fit just right, 
the next school year, I would need some new jeans. So when Jesus says he will take care of us, he sees our need way before we understand we need. And so to put yourself in a place where you're always, you're constantly worrying about what you need, what you got to have, how your life got to go. If you continue to live that way, you cannot live the life that God has for you. This is why we say trust the Lord. Because what he has for you is so far greater and better than what you could come up with for yourself. I can give you $10 million and you could not give yourself a better life than the one Jesus Christ can give you. We just got to trust him. We just got to know that he will work it all out, but we got to be all in. Any person that becomes successful in anything, whatever that thing is, it became a lifestyle to them. It was not something that they do. And anybody that's doing anything that is something that they do, they can only go but so far in it. You follow what I'm saying? So if you're just doing something to do it, you can only get but so far. And many times, we frustrate ourselves. Can I tell you the best thing to do? Focus on what you know you can do in, in Christ and just go all in. Don't worry about all the extras. Don't worry about this and that. Just focus on what you know you can do and go all in. I guarantee your life will never be the same. Acts chapter 1, verse number 4. Acts chapter 1, verse number 4. Appreciate our praise team, our musicians. You all are just awesome. Every week you bless us. Pray for our parking attendant. While you're in here worshiping, he's out there trying to make sure everybody can park safely. Get a good parking. Direct you to where you need to go. We need more parking attendants. We have one parking attendant. And I'm always concerned about him. I'm standing by the door and I'm greeting. And I'm looking outside making sure he's okay. We need more help in that division, that department, that we have more people that will help. Because he does it every week by himself. He needs help. Pray for him. There are people that serve. They give up sacrifice just so they can do what God wants them to do. Acts chapter 1 verse number 4 says and being assembled together with them commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem but wait for the promise of the Father which saith he ye have heard of me. For John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. When they therefore were come together, they asked of him, saying, Lord, will thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? And he said unto them, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father had put in his own power. But ye shall receive power 
after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Acts chapter 2, verse number 1. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all, somebody say all, with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it sat upon each of them, and they were all, somebody say all, filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Let me say this before we pray. It is very important and it is, it's, it's imperative that we listen to the Word of God today. Some of us have been in church a long time and these passages of scriptures that I've read, you know them. Look at me. Until you can explain the scriptures that you say you know, you don't know it yet. A lot of Christians are familiar with the scriptures, but if you ask them to explain it, please listen today, because this is essential to who you are as a woman of God or a man of God or a young person of God. This is essential. You cannot get around this one. This is in essential that you understand this. You know this, you have wisdom of this, and then you can teach this, as well as live this. Don't let this message escape you today. It is that important. For the next few moments, I want to talk to you on this topic. The continuance, or the continuation of Pentecost. The continuation of Pentecost. We just read about it. But it continues. From that day that it started till this day, it continues. Jesus, we love you. We're thankful for your presence. We're thankful for the gathering of the people of God. Now, Lord, as they were in the upper room, gathered together. Be on one accord. Help us to be on one accord as we are gathered together. And I pray, Almighty God, just like you did in the upper room, that we will experience the infilling of your Spirit, the refilling of your Spirit, and that, Lord, our lives will be transformed by the power of your Spirit. Will you have your way in this place that we, Almighty God, will not walk away from this place without what you intended to give us. We give you all the praise and all the honor and all these things we ask in the wonderful, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Let us all say amen. Amen. Clap your hands unto the Lord one more time as you're being seated.
the continuation of Pentecost. The prophet Joel prophesied in Joel or Joel 2, 28 through 29 that the Lord will pour out his spirit upon all people. Key word, all. It says here in verse 28, and it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy and your old men shall dream dreams. Young men shall see vision and also upon the servants and upon the handmaids in those days will I pour out my spirit. What days was he talking about? He was talking about the last days. Interestingly enough, Pentecost came over 2,000 years ago. We have been living in the last days for over 2,000 years now. John the Baptist in Matthew 3 and 11 announced the future baptism of the Holy Ghost. In verse 11, I indeed baptized you with water unto repentance, but he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. In John Chapter 14, verse 16 and 17, Jesus promised the coming of his Holy Spirit. And in verse 16, he says, And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever, even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive. If you're living in the world, you can't receive the Holy Ghost. Not until you come and surrender your life can you receive the Holy Ghost. The scripture says, the world cannot receive. Because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. In that same chapter 14, verse number 26, but the comforter which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. These are scriptures that either prophesy or promised the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. The Pentecostal experience was prophesied. It was promised, fulfilled, and it still continues today. People have been receiving the infilling of the Holy Spirit since the day of Pentecost over 2,000 years ago, and it's still happening today. Somebody said, it's still happening today. This was not for that time of over 2,000 years ago on the day of Pentecost, and that was it. No, God intended for the Holy Spirit to be poured out on the day of Pentecost and continue to be poured out until the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so it's important that we understand we need the outpouring of the Holy Ghost in our life. If you have not had the Pentecostal experience. 
You can experience it today. In fact, you must have the Pentecostal experience to be saved and live an effective Christian life. Oh, help me somebody. You must have the Pentecostal experience in order to live an effective Christian life. You don't believe that? Jesus said in John chapter 3 verse number 5. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water, baptism in water, and of the Spirit in filling up the Holy Ghost, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That's the word of God. And so it's just that important. When you are unfamiliar with things, it doesn't mean it's wrong. It just means you're unfamiliar. And this is what I hope to do before the next pastor of this church start to pastor. Is to get into the heart of the matter and to help us become comfortable and help us to become aware and help us to indulge in what the Bible talks about as the Pentecostal apostolic lifestyle. That's what the Bible teaches. I'm not telling you about some other religion. I'm telling you about what the Bible teaches, not something I came up with. Pentecost, watch this, watch this. Pentecost means 50th. Because this feast was held 50 days after the Feast of First Roots. The calendar of the Jewish feast in Leviticus 23 is an outline of the work of Jesus Christ. So if you read Leviticus chapter 23, you will see it was referring to what they did not understand probably yet. The whole life of Christ. Watch this. Passover pictures his death as the Lamb of God. And the feast of first fruits pictures his resurrection from the dead. Fifty days after first fruits, the resurrection of Christ is the feast of the of Pentecost, which is officially the formation of of the church. What am I really saying to you? Resurrection Sunday. We call it Easter. That's the feast of first fruit. And so, from that day, resurrection Sunday, till Pentecost Sunday is 50 days. And that's why the people that know, according to the word of God, is celebrating all over the world today, Pentecost Sunday. Because it's 50 days after the resurrection of Christ. So whatever day we celebrate Resurrection Sunday, 50 days after that, depending on how the Sunday land, is Pentecost Sunday, and it's what we celebrate. At Pentecost, the Jews celebrating the giving of the law, but Christians celebrated it because of the giving of the Holy Spirit to the church. 
And so if we're going to be a part of the church, we need to receive the infilling of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit had been active prior to Pentecost and working in the Old Testament, influencing the servants of God to do God's will. However, at Pentecost, two changes took place. The Spirit would now dwell in man and not just come on them. In the Old Testament, the Spirit of God influenced, moved upon inspired the prophets and the servants of God. But at Pentecost, the Spirit of God indwelled, no longer on man. Some people come to the Pentecostal church and they get to experience the Spirit of God on them. But they didn't get to experience the Spirit of God in filling them. God wants to indwell us with his spirit. The Lord wants to be close to us. He wants to be one with us. He doesn't want us to be some far uh, people of his name, but he wants to be one with us. And how we become one with him is when we are filled with his spirit. Mm-hmm. 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 The infilling of the Holy Ghost could not have happened any sooner than when it did. And that's why in the Old Testament, the Spirit of God moved, inspired, influenced, but they never possess and have the Holy Spirit inside of them. Why was that that way? Okay? It was that way because it was essential that Jesus die be raised from the dead, and return to heaven before his spirit could be given to us. <laughs> Remember Passover. Uh-huh. That's when he died. First fruit, when he rose. And then Pentecost, when he poured out his spirit. We're all up in the Bible now. Because Passover was when the Lord passed over all of the children of Israel and that they would be spared, their life would be spared, but all the firstborn of Pharaoh would die. And he spared their life. Passover. Jesus became the Passover when he laid down his life for our sins. When he laid out his life that we could have eternal life. And so he died. He laid it down. No man took it from him. And then he rose on the third day. And then 50 days later, he sent his spirit back to his church. That's why they went to the upper room and began to praise and begin to worship God. Because they were waiting for the promise that was promised a long time ago. This is what... Pentecost is all about in Acts chapter 2 that we read earlier. So now you understand. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, remember, they were celebrating different things. But Pentecost was 50 days after his resurrection. So when that 50th day came, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them 
them, cloven tongues like as a fire, and it sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gives the utterance. That's the Word of God, church. That is the Bible. Pentecost came over 2,000 years ago, and Pentecost still continues today. God didn't do it for just then. He has been doing it since then, and He continues to do it now, because He knows without the Spirit, we cannot make it. We need the Spirit of God to help us to make it in this Christian life that we live. We need the Holy Spirit. And can I tell you this? Many Christians have not relied upon the Holy Spirit to govern their life like they should. The Bible talks about knowledge, wisdom, and understanding, but it comes in this order. Knowledge, understanding, wisdom. Let me share this with you this morning. You can have knowledge, but not have understanding. This is what I mean by we, we know about Scripture, but do we understand the Scripture? We can know about Scripture, but we don't know, we, we don't need to just know it, we need to understand it. So knowledge is knowing it. Understanding is understanding what you have just learned. And wisdom is how you apply the knowledge and the understanding. And so a lot of us have the knowledge of stuff, but we don't understand it. And having the infilling of the Holy Spirit is something that we're not understanding in this area of our country. A lot of people in this area, we talk about the Holy Spirit. We even fake like we have the Holy Spirit. We say we have the Holy Spirit. But we don't understand it. Much less apply it to our life. And I feel very passionate about what I'm saying to you this morning because this is foundational. If we don't get this part, we won't get our salvation right. And the last thing we need to do is go to the church services, enjoy the music and the singing, enjoy worshiping the Lord, running the aisle, being in a nice place. And when the trumpet is sound, we miss out on eternal life because we never really understood what we thought we knew. I need you to understand what you know. And I need you to have wisdom to apply what you know. And you need to know the Holy Ghost. There were three signs that accompanied the outpouring and the infilling of the Holy Ghost. The sound of the rushing mighty wind. Did you notice? Because we don't see this as much in the churches anymore. 
when we really begin to praise and we really begin to worship, there's a sound. You can be any place in this building, but when true, authentic praise, true, authentic worship begins to take place in the saints of God, there is a sound. And you know there's something that's happening. There's something that is moving. I gotta shout. I gotta dance. I gotta open my mouth. I gotta lift my voice. I gotta move. I gotta get moving because there's something, there's something going on. I'm hearing something. I don't know what it is, but I'm hearing something. That's what happened when the Spirit begins to move. Something is happening. There's a noise. You can't really tell what it is. There's a sound that you're hearing. Uh, the, the, the tongues of fire, you hear the sound. Uh, and you just begin to speak with other tongues. Uh, a language that you might not even know. You begin to speak it because the sound, uh, the moving of the power of God's Spirit begin to move on us. And we speak with other tongues. And we begin to praise God in a language that we don't know about. If it's not interpreted, we won't know. And you've got some people that's in church. And it's unfortunate. They think because they don't understand the language that that's not something for them. Why do we keep thinking we need to know everything God knows. We need to understand everything that God understands. You know how the Bible says his ways, his thoughts. So why do we think when we don't understand it, it can't be right? And until I understand it, that's not what I'm going to do. Where do we get that from? Where do we get that from? What kind of God do you want to serve? What kind of God you want to serve? A God that you understand everything about and you can tell him what to do and you can explain to him what he should do? What kind of God you want to serve? We're walking around acting like we need to know it. Who do we think we are? And let me, let me let you call yourself out. If you have children, you were at times... Telling them things that they didn't understand. What did you do? What did you do? Did you try to explain it to them or did you say, just do what I tell you? Come on, somebody help me. Somebody help me. If you had kids, did you always explain everything to them or did you say, just do what I tell you? And the reason why you're telling them that, because you know better and they would not understand even if you explain it. So why do God have to explain everything? Why do everything about God got to make sense to you? We tell you what the Bible says, how to get saved. And in your mind, I don't see why we got to do all that. The moment you say, I don't see, you're in a whole lot of trouble. Because there's a lot of things you don't see. The spiritual and the natural. There's a lot of things you don't see. So from the moment you begin to have your discussion within yourself, I don't see, you're in trouble. 
It's a lot of things I don't see about God, but I could care less whether I see it or I don't see it. If God says it, that's what I'm going to do. If God says it, that's what I'm going to obey. I ain't got to see it. I ain't got to understand it. I just know if God says it, that's what I'm doing. That's how we need to deal with the Word of God. As a matter of fact, you will see some things work this way with God. Maybe all things work this way with God. When I obey, eventually I will understand. So that's the way God does it. You do it this way. I ain't doing it till I understand it. Stay right where you are. You ain't moving. You're going to be right there. Remember the other day I pulled some money out? I don't know if I'm going to do it today, but remember the other day I pulled some money out, $20? And you stayed right where you were? Did you get the 20 Okay. Okay. Just checking. So if you keep on wanting to do things the way you want them done, if you keep on wanting things to work the way you think they should work, you're going to stay right where you are and nothing going to happen. Listen to me. We have to realize how the Holy Ghost work. The word, when the Bible says, I will baptize you with my spirit, the word baptize in the Greek is baptizo, which literally means to be submerged. But the figurative meaning is to be identified with. When we, here's a scripture that's in the Bible that I don't even like to show people. Because I'm nice, and I love you, and I always want to tell you stuff that make you feel good. But there's a scripture in the Bible that sometimes I got to bring it out when people don't want to hear what I got to say, when people don't want to trust in what I got to say. And so there's a scripture in Romans chapter 8, verse number 9. That scripture says in Romans 8 and 9, that scripture says this, but ye are not in the flesh. But in the Spirit, if so be that the Spirit, capital S, of God dwell in you. Oh, it's not up there. I'm glad it's not up there because I don't want you seeing it. But I'll read it to you. It says in verse number 9, Now if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, How you explain that one to me? Are you going to get mad if you don't have the Spirit of God? Or are you going to make sure you get the Spirit of God? I've seen many people walk away because they got angry with the Word of God. Why do we do that? Why do we get angry at the one who loves us and died for us and just telling us some hard truth? Why do we get mad at him? And most of the time, y'all don't get mad at him. Y'all get mad at the preacher because you can see the preacher, but you ain't seeing him. So you get mad at the preacher. Why do we do that when we read a hard saying in the Bible, we get mad instead of saying, mm, mm, I need to figure out how to make that work in my life. Where is that? Can somebody tell me? 
Where is that, that, that attitude of, I need to make that work in my life? Because you know what? I, I don't have the Spirit. I feel the Spirit sometimes. I feel like I have it. But I know I really don't have it. But some get upset and say, you ready for this? That's not really what it's saying. A lot of people, when the word begins to hit us hard, we say, well, that's not what it really means. Let me move on. Let me tell you how powerful Pentecost is and how beautiful your Bible is. Watch this. Pentecost was revealed, or should I say it this way? Pentecost was the reversal of the judgment at the Tower of Babel when God confused man's language in Genesis. You ever read Genesis chapter 11, verse 1 through 9? You will see how they were trying to build a tower that reached up into heaven so the flood, if it ever came again, will not destroy them because they would just climb up in the tower. That's what the Tower of Babel was. God's judgment at Babel scattered the people, but God's blessing at Pentecost united believers in the Spirit. At Babel, the people were unable to understand each other, but at Pentecost, men heard God's praises and understood what was said. The Tower of Babel was a scheme designed to praise man and make man great. But Pentecost brought praise to God. The building of Babel was an act of rebellion. But Pentecost was a ministry of humility and submission to God Almighty. What a contrast. You go back and you read Genesis chapter 11 verse 1 through 9 and you will see all the works of man when man is not following God. And you know what's interesting? Just to add to that, all the effort that they put in, all the work that they put into it, with one little pinky nail, the Lord just destroyed it all. All of our efforts without God is nothing. All of our efforts to say, look at me, what I've accomplished, to God means nothing. All of what we're trying to do to get recognition for self, to God, it means nothing. What, me, what makes some, a difference to God is our submission and obedience to him. That's something. I'm finishing up here. What is the purpose for the infilling of the Holy Ghost? What is the purpose? The Holy Spirit is not for show or for church culture. You know, years ago, as a matter of fact, I'm reading a book about the coal miner's preacher. That's the title of the book, The Coal Miner's Preacher. If you ain't heavy into the word, leave it alone. But I, I'm reading that book. And back in those days, to speak with tongues, people shun you. You are of the devil. People didn't, they thought you were weird to speak with tongues years ago. And then all of a sudden, speaking in tongues became cool. Speaking in tongues became the end thing. And so some people that 
ain't speaking with tongues. They're speaking, they're manufacturing it. They, they start manufacturing tongues because it, it became cool. And all of a sudden now, it's a church culture. Many people walking around don't really have the infilling of the Holy Ghost, but it's cool to say, yeah, I speak with tongues. But that's not why God gave us the infilling of the Holy Ghost. He gave it to us to make us effective Christians and to prepare us for the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why we were given the infilling of the Holy Ghost is for us to be effective Christian people and to be prepared for the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Not for us to say, drive a Honda, sha, 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 Honda. That's not why. You hear all these singers and all these people, they fake in the tongues because it's cool now. When the Holy Ghost is moving in you, ain't no pretending. You lose yourself. When the Holy Ghost is moving on you, ain't no coolness. Ain't no me just getting it part of my singing. It's part of my notes. No, it ain't part of my singing notes. It's now a move of God's Spirit in my life that I'm not in control of, but God is. They spoke with tongues as the Spirit, not as man decided. They spoke with tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. The Spirit of God is what makes you speak with tongues. Not you coming up with some old fancy stuff to sound like you speak another language. No. That's not how it works. The Spirit of God must give the utterance. The Holy Spirit equips and empower us to be a witness and for us to serve the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what it does. The power of the Holy Spirit equips you with miraculous power which works in you and through you. It will do mighty and wonderful works that your human ability is not able to do. When someone come up to this altar and I lay hands and pray for them. It's the power of the Holy Spirit that's touching their life, that's working through. Listen to me. I said this a few weeks before, but it might have went over your head. God desire to work through us that we take part in his miraculous. That's the, big, that's, that's the response I got a few weeks ago. Okay. If you go back and you read in Acts chapter 8, why, when they laid hands on the people that were baptized in Jesus' name, why did they get filled with the Holy Ghost? Why couldn't they just be praying and they just got filled with the Holy Ghost? Because God can and does fill people with the Holy Ghost without anybody laying hands on them. But he also filled people with the Holy Ghost with hands being laid on them. God desires to work through us so we can take part in the miraculous of what he's doing. But when we start talking miraculous, everybody gets spooked out. Everybody gets spooked out and weird. Huh. You know what? Maybe you will understand the need of the Holy Ghost 
if you ever come up against a real devil one day. Because y'all, because y'all ain't dealing with no devils, y'all don't understand the real power of the Holy Ghost. But the day y'all got to deal with a real devil and you ain't got it, you will run. You will realize I ain't no real Christian like I thought I was. But if you got this power inside of you, when the devil raised up his hand, you said, go ahead, devil. Do you know who I am? Go ahead, devil. Do you know what's in me? Oh, yes. When a real devil come, you will know if you got the Holy Ghost or you got your ghost. I don't care where I go. I don't care what people say. Let the devil come. I got what Jesus said. I got God's spirit is in me. Greater is he that is in me than he or she or it that's in the world. I got the Holy Ghost. When you come up against a real devil, you'll know. You'll know. You come up against one of them, one of them third world country devils, you're going to know. The, the, the real devils in America, they're in the south. They ain't up here as strong as they down in the south. They got some devils up here, but they far and few in between. Or maybe the devils up here don't mess with y'all because they said, they can't stop us. They ain't got no power. But if you really realize that you got greater in you, you will say, bring it on down, devil. Come on, baby. I'm ready for the fight. That's the Holy Ghost. When you've got the Holy Ghost, you ain't afraid of nothing. You ain't afraid of nothing when you got the Holy Ghost. And you got to know that you got what it takes uh, to cast out a devil. You got to know you got what it takes uh, to call those things uh, that are not as though they were. You got to know the forces of heaven is on your side. It's time we stop thinking only the preachers need to have it. We are the children of God. And if we're going to make it to heaven, we all need the Holy Ghost. Not no play-play Holy Ghost, but real Holy Ghost. Real Holy Ghost. Somebody say real Holy Ghost. The Bible says the Holy Ghost makes us a witness. A witness, watch this, a witness is somebody who tells what he or she has seen and heard. I got to go. Let me get out of your way. But I really got to say something about that. You know why we have a hard time witnessing the people? Nobody don't want to talk to me now? Why do we think we have a hard time being a witness? When the infilling of the Holy Ghost, part of what it does for us is to make us a witness. But you can only be a witness to what you have seen and what you have heard. And if we ain't witnessing, we ain't seeing nothing and we ain't hearing nothing. That's, that's a big cut. That's a big cut. When you have the Holy Ghost, you talk to people just so you can tell them what you have seen 
and what you have heard. Every conversation I have is a setup of what I've seen and what I've heard. I'm trying to talk to you because I'm waiting for you to say something so I can tell you what I've seen and what I've heard. And when you have the Holy Ghost, that should be what's going on within you, what you have seen and what you have heard. But so many of us only exude what we think we've seen and what we think we've heard when we come in the house. Most of the people in this house have seen and heard. You don't need to be a witness to them. We need to be a witness to those who have not seen and have not heard. You can be the witness to let them know you can see and you can hear. Do we have the Holy Ghost in this house? Do you have the Holy Ghost dwelling in you? If you don't, he can dwell in you before we get out of here today. We need his indwelling spirit to walk carefully with him. Uh-huh, we do. Your ideas or opinions doesn't matter when you are witnessing only what you have seen and what you've heard. We need his power constantly if we are to be his witnesses and we are going to serve him effectively. We need his indwelling spirit to walk carefully with him for we will teach, for his spirit will teach us all things and bring all things to our remembrance whatsoever he has said to us whether it be by preaching, teaching, reading, or him speaking to us audibly. I'm closing. Musicians can come. I'll get out of your way. We are at the threshold of the kind of revival that God wants to give us. I can't say it enough. Ask yourself, why did God bring us in this building? Ask, why didn't God just leave us in the firehouse? Why would God want us to be here? Ask yourself that. Because you can go to some third world countries, and if you go and see where they're worshiping God and how packed the place is, you'll see we didn't need this. Go to some places. You get in there, no air condition, no walls, probably just something over the top in case it rained. And everybody is tight up in there, sweating. But they're praising God. They're worshiping God. Because we don't need a building. But if God gave us a building... It means he wants to do something else with us, with that building. And so we are at the threshold of the kind of revival that God wants to give us. We have only just begun to see what God's desires to do in our midst. In these last days, God is pouring out his spirit upon all flesh. 
And most of the world has never heard the full gospel message, much less experienced Pentecost and its power. The good news is that Jesus has promised to fill all who would hunger and thirst for his righteousness. This principle of hungering and thirst after his righteousness applies to those who are seeking salvation and it also applies to those who are seeking an outpouring of his spirit. If you today want to be saved, you can be saved. You can be baptized in water and all your sins will be washed away. You can receive the infilling of the Holy Spirit and complete the born again process. You don't need to leave here the same way you came in. If you will just ask yourself, why in God's name did I come here anyway today? Why did I come here today if I'm not going to receive God's blessing for my life? Why would I come if I'm not going to receive God's blessings for my life? He wants to bless your life. He wants you to have eternal life. He wants you to be empowered by His Spirit. He wants you to experience the infilling of the Holy Ghost so you can live in liberty and not in bondage. Why in God's name did we come today? Just to walk out and say, that makes sense? Walk out and to say, yeah, that wasn't a bad word. I agreed with this. This made sense to me. I don't know about that. And that's kind of how we deal with the word many times. Listen to me. Watch this. Strong drink. Drinking alcohol. It can bring a temporary exhilaration. Drinking is the thing these days. It's always been the thing. But they have glamorize drinking. Yes, they have glamorized drinking. And so, people drink today so they can experience an exhilaration. But the Holy Ghost gives a deep satisfaction and a lasting joy. Whatever you're drinking for, the Holy Ghost can do better for you. Some people are drinking so they don't have to deal with the pain that they've experienced. Some people are drinking so they can forget about what they have experienced. Some people are drinking to numb the pain. And God want me to tell you, that's not the way you want to deal with your pain. If you will receive the infilling of the Holy Ghost, you will experience a deep satisfaction and joy unspeakable. Pentecost was prophesied. It was promised, fulfilled, and it still continues today and will continue until the second coming of Jesus Christ.
We have read about it in Acts chapter 2 verse 4. We've also read about it in Acts 8 and 17. Also in Acts 10, 44 and 45 as well. And also in Acts 19 and 6, we've read about the infilling of the Holy Ghost where people received the infilling of the Spirit and spoke with tongues. Our cities and towns all across the United States and all around the world are experiencing Pentecost. Pentecost never ended. It has continued since the beginning of church and will continue until the return of Jesus Christ. Let's stand today. We can experience Pentecost right where we're sitting today, right where we're standing today, we can experience. You don't have to wait till tomorrow or next week. You can experience Pentecost right where you are today. God is pouring out His Spirit. And if you desire to receive, it's just as easy as me having a $20 bill up here and you come to get it. It's just as easy. If you haven't received the infilling of the Holy Ghost, you need Him. You can receive Him today. Right now. Some of us need what the old timers used to call a refilling of the Holy Ghost. Ask yourself, when was the last time you spoke with tongues? Remember, you only speak with tongues when the Spirit gives utterance. So if you haven't spoken with tongues in a long time, it means you have not yielded to the Spirit of God for Him to give you utterance. You can use a refilling today. Don't leave without a refilling of the Holy Ghost today. The Holy Ghost is not something we just talk about. It's not a cultural thing. It's not a cool thing. But the Holy Spirit is Christ Himself. His Spirit dwelling in us. And so today, if you plan to make heaven your home, the first step is repentance and baptism in Jesus' name. If you've never been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, you can come today. The pool is right there. It's not cold or not too cold. Right there you can get baptized. All the sins you've ever committed, the Lord washed them away. And he can fill you with his spirit right now. And you don't have to leave here today without his spirit. Who wants to be saved? Who wants to be saved today? I want to be saved. I want to be saved. Anybody else want to be saved? No, just me and Sister Josephine. Okay. 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 Brother Henry, you want to be saved? Okay. We got some more people now I want to be saved. Brother Kelvin, Sister Monroe, you want to be saved? Mama Allen want to be saved? Oh, yes. Brother Jones, you want to be saved? Sister Kendra, you want to be saved? Brother Reggie, you want to be saved? Sister Kitty, you want to be saved? 
The exercise man don't want to be saved. Who want to be saved? I want to be saved. I want to be saved. I want God's spirit to dwell in me and move in me and empower me and help me to live an effective Christian life. If you will lift your hands today with me, you don't have to come down to the altar. I'm going to do you a favor and let you stand right where you are because you believe that if you stand where you are, God can do the same work that he will at the altar. That's true. And I'm going to believe with you today. I'm not going to ask you to come down. But if you want the Spirit of God, you're going to have to lift your hands. You're going to have to open your mouth. And you can't keep them close. God can't fill somebody's life with His Spirit if you are like this. Nothing happens because your mouth is closed. Try drinking water with your mouth closed. Try eating some food with your mouth closed. It don't work. So for the Spirit of God to come and dwell in you, you've got to open your mouth. You've got to begin to talk to Jesus. You've got to begin to give Him the praise. Let Him know that you desire for His Spirit to dwell in you and work in you. Let him know you desire to be saved, to be healed, to be delivered. Just open up your mouth and let him know. You don't have to pray any fancy prayer. Just express to God what's in your heart. Open up your mouth and let him know what's on your mind by expressing it. Woo! Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Oh God, I love you. Oh God, I thank you today. You have been so good to us. You blessed us, Lord, over 2,000 years ago. You filled us with your spirit. And you're still filling us and refilling us with the gift of the Holy Ghost. The power that we need to strengthen us. The power that we need to walk right, to talk right, to live right. God, we surrender to you. We open up our mouths and we ask that you will fill us with your spirit, Lord. That you will refill us with your spirit, Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We worship you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. Forgive us for our sins. Oh, let your spirit have reign and preeminence in our life. <laughs>
with us today. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Have your way, Jesus. Have your way, Lord. We bless your name. We bless your name. You're so good to us. We worship you. We adore you. There is none like you, Jesus. There is none like you, Jesus. Lord, bless him. Lord, overshadow him with your presence. Sister Josephine, Sister Josephine, Sister Jones, come pray with this young lady right here. God's been touching her all morning. Come here, right here, right here. God's been touching her in the name of Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. 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 Have your way, Lord. Have your way, Lord. We praise you. We honor you, Lord. There is none like you. Jesus is in the house, church. Jesus is in the house. Oh, hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Have your way, Jesus. Have your way, Jesus. Have your way, Jesus. Come on, church. Help me praise God. As God begin to bless. As God begin to touch. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. He comes on the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Thank
Listen. No sense in rushing. Memorial Day is tomorrow. You don't have to go to work tomorrow. Well, some may, but most don't. There is at least two people in here today that need to be baptized in Jesus' name. At least two. There may be more. But I'm telling you what I feel in the Holy Ghost. There's at least two people. It won't take long. We have robes. We have towels. You can go home dry, but with all your sins washed away. Is there one or two that today God has spoken to your heart and you want to be saved? Will you come real quick? Will you come real quick? Today's your day. God has spoken to you. God has touched you. And you now need to respond in obedience and say, God, I'm going to get baptized today. I'm going to give my life to you today. Come on. At least two people in here today. God is calling you to surrender your life. God is calling you to get baptized. It won't take a long time. But it will help you to make heaven your home. It will get you on the road to eternity. Is there anyone? Is there two people that God has tugged on your heart? Can I say this? Even if you were baptized a long time ago, I'm here to tell you, you don't even remember how you were baptized when you were baptized a long time ago. If I asked you to explain to me what did the pastor say, what did he do, what was the process, you don't really remember it clearly. Do you want to play with your life like that, your eternal life, that you're going to rest on, yeah, I got baptized years ago. I don't really remember what he said. I think he baptized me in Jesus' name like you're talking about, preacher. Key word, you think. And so if you're here today and you don't know for sure how you were baptized, you can come and get baptized today. God can wash away all your sins. And God can deliver you and save your soul. Lift your hands with me, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. Your word has gone forth. I know you have been touching the hearts of the people that you're pulling towards you. I know you will not force anybody. It is not your character. It is not your attribute to force anybody. We must all be willing. We must all of our own fruition surrender and submit. You will not make us. And so, Lord, for all the hearts that you're touching to come and be baptized, I pray for them even now that they will respond to the call, that they will respond to the word, that they will respond to the eternal life that you are providing to them. Have your way. Have your way. 
Lord, let the invisible chains fall. Lord, loose the strongholds from their life. Oh God, deliver Lord, deliver Lord, set free Lord God. Oh God, let them step into the newness of life Lord God. Let them experience Lord God a little bit of heaven here on earth. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Lord Jesus. Mighty God, have your way. The time of this ignorance, God has winked at. But now commendeth all men everywhere to repent. Because he had appointed a day in which he will judge the world in righteousness by the man whom he has ordained. Wherefore, he had given assurance unto all men, in that he had raised them up from the dead. Now is the accepted time. Today is the day of salvation. Tomorrow is promised to no man. If you heard his voice today, harden not your heart, 
as in the day of provocation. Now is the accepted time. Today is the day of salvation. Lord, we thank you. You still have time to come if you want to respond in obedience to the word of God. Father, we thank you for your word today. We thank you for your servants. We thank you for your spirit, your presence. Lord, I pray that as we go from this place, that your presence, your spirit will continue to inspire, influence, and infill us. Lord, we love you. We want your will to be done. And we pray that you'll continue to minister to the hearts of your people as you continue to call and reach for every person. Don't let this word escape us, Lord, but that we will hold fast to it and that we will become doers of it. We give you praise and thanksgiving for all these things we pray in Jesus' name. If you'd like to come and still get baptized or you want to come and talk to me, you may do so. If not, God bless you. Have a great rest of your day. Enjoy your holiday tomorrow. In Jesus' name.